Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glory Room. I'm Prophetess Lou. Hope you all had a blessed day. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Father God, we ask you today, as the word is brought forth, we ask you to bless the people that are hearing it, bless the people that are reading it, Father God. Father God, we ask you to help me do everything I can to Go before the people and say exactly what you want me to say and nothing more, nothing less. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Father God, give us listening ears to hear and eyes to see. Father God, we praise your holy name and we thank you for allowing us to see another day. Father God, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so today's key verse is Deuteronomy 8 and 3 is King James Version. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. And fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy father know, that he make he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Subject: Pull over your own empty. Affirmations. I'm gonna pause and give you opportunity to say it between each one. I'm getting refilled by God. I am listening. I am obedient. I am brave. We all go through different things in and out of our life. And some re for some reason, our mind goes to thinking that God has to be picking us. And he, he isn't. He, he does things to humble or teach us. But it's up to us to understand what's happening, to understand and grow from our situations. But we have to be the ones to grow from what he is putting us through. A lot of times we look at the bad and we don't stop once to say, what is God trying to show me? The Israelites were so focused on, on what they didn't have and not realizing that God wanted to teach them that food and water and things weren't what they need. They needed more of him. In verse 2, Moses told them, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness of these 40 years, humbling you, testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you, you will obey his commands? They forgot what God had done for them. They forgot everything. He had brought them through and it didn't matter to them at all. All they wanted to do was worship idols. Anything but God all the way to this point, he was asking them to not serve other gods, not to obey anyone but them, but him. Just like us today, we don't know when enough is enough. The Israelites kept pressing their luck in Deuteronomy 4 and 3. You saw for yourself what the Lord did to, to you at Baalpur. There, the Lord your God destroyed everyone who had worshipped Baal, the God of poor. But all of you who were faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today. Every one of you. They didn't want what God had to give them. They did, they did everything they could to worship other gods. They were told repeatedly not to worship, not to bow down. But they did what felt good to them. God destroyed every one of them that disobeyed him. He destroyed every one of them that picked Baal over him. Why? Because they wouldn't listen to direction. They wouldn't heed to his call to turn around. That's just like us today. God is calling us to stop. God is calling us to let go of the things of this world, but some of us have turned a deaf ear. Now God is here trying to humble them, to show them and teach them. But if they refuse to humble themselves and refuse to learn, what is the point? What is the point of our lives if we won't do what God is calling us to do? All this was done to show them how to depend on God, but they wouldn't. Some of us are going through because we won't submit. We refuse to listen. We refuse to change because we don't see because of the veil. 
Matthew 4 and 4, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every mouth, every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Bible says here, we can't live with what we have. We can't live with just food. We can't live by just things. We will become dead because our source is supposed to be God. But some of us are running on empty. And we refuse to stop at the filling station of God to get full because we think we have enough in us to keep going. But friends, I'm here to tell you, we don't. I'm here to tell you, if you don't stop eventually and get filled by God and the things of the light, you will slow down and you won't be able to grow, grow or move forward because E means empty. You're become so empty that nothing in this world will help you. Today, God knows we will get it wrong. And he knows we need help, but we can't help. He can't help us if we don't slow down. Some of us are going 90 miles an hour, but we won't stop. We see it's time and we won't listen to the Holy Spirit. He's asking us today, how much more do we have to show? How much more do he have to show us to make us humble ourselves? How much more do he have to take away to get us to pull over? Pull over now and ask God to show you what he wants to do and he will show you prayer heavenly father help us to slow down and connect with you father show us how to be responsible help us to be filled with you and not things of this world lord we don't want to continue to walk in disobedience lord help us to stay focused on you and not thinking we know everything lord give us ear to hear your words and voice lord help us to be what you're calling us to be lord our life is out of line show us if we're not reading our word enough Help us to change that. If we're not meditating, med meditating enough, please help us. Father, if we aren't giving more time to you, forgive us. Lord, we need you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So today, the topic is pull over your own empty. I'll give everyone a few minutes to get their Bible. Okay, so that should have gave everyone enough time to get their Bible. So usually when um, my I fill up my car, I fill it up on Sunday. Because by I fill it up every Sunday. I wash my car, I detail it, I fill up on gas. That's my routine every Sunday. And so I always go to one filling station that's close to, the, to, to where I detail and wash my car. It's like right maybe a minute away from where I detail my car. And only reason I do that because I will forget if I don't go to this particular gas station. So I go there. It takes me maybe five minutes to find a spot. It seems like everyone's there at that particular time. But I still go there because, like I said, I won't remember if I go anywhere else. So as I'm filling up my car... Normally, it's not on E, but it's close to it. It's like maybe half, maybe maybe not half, depends on the week. And I fill up on gas because it's necessary. Because if I don't have gas in my car, I can't go nowhere. I, I can't move. I can try to push it past E. Um, I have done that before. And I actually had to call my dad while walking to the filling station to tell him, hey, dad, I ran out of gas. And he's like, what happened? I, I didn't fill up on gas. Why didn't you? being cheap. <laughs> that was when I was a lot younger though. But now I understand after walking so far to the gas station, because I actually think my dad waited till I got to the gas station. Mind you, the gas station was about a mile and a half. So I walked from one spot to the other spot and I got the gas. And when he see me, he said, Lou, he said, it is necessary that you fill up because if you forget, you're always going to run 
on E and not be able to move that car. He said another thing. He said when you're running on E, he says different trash and garbage that can get in your tank. He says it's not good. It's like our spiritual life. If we don't slow down and get filled by God by reading our word, meditating, we will have a bunch of garbage that will be poured into us by people, by things we hear, we'll be attracted to it. Because it seems like we're getting filled, but it's actually a false feel. We have to, as believers, must stop by the gas station of God. Stop what you're doing in the morning, pray. Stop in the morning, read your word. It's important that we carve out those times to get filled with him because it's so easy to get distracted. You see the Israelites, they refused to obey God. They were, they wanted so badly to, to get filled by these false gods that didn't do anything. They was, there was wood that was made by him. They were uh, different uh, aluminum, let's just say aluminum, different gold and silver that was made by God. And they took those and made little gods. And in their mind, they felt like it was filling them because when we're in the world, we don't realize that what we are attracted to and what we try to make fill us up doesn't fill us up. But because we're so behind this veil, we talked about this last week, we're behind such a veil that we forget that this veil will have us blind to actually seeing that what we want is false. What we think we need is false. It's almost like... um. What they tell some people to do during dieting, if you're hungry, um, eat a little bit and then drink a lot of water. It gives you a false feel. It makes you feel like you're hungry. If it makes you feel like you're not hungry, but once you use the restroom and and time goes and, and everything else goes, you, you start feeling your stomach again. It's a false feel. We have to stop being falsely filled with things that doesn't help us grow. We have to understand that. We have people that do yoga. That's a false feel. People that look at horoscopes and they want to know their future because they don't want to spend time with God, but they want to know their future. So they read a horoscope and they get falsely filled with, oh, today, if you if you meet someone with brown hair, that person is going to bring you money. So they're looking for someone that's going to bring them money. They're looking for someone that's going to be the love of their life because they read it on their horoscope. I don't know if that's how horoscopes go. So excuse me for the poor interpretation. But that is a false field. We have to stop running on E because that's what we do when we don't stop what we're doing and go to God and ask him, can you fill me with your joy? Can you fill me with your peace? Can you fill me with your love? And he will say, yes, I can do that. Spend time with me. Read my word. Pray to me. Worship me. But some of us don't even want to worship. The Israelites forgot totally. Let's look at that real quick. See, where is that? The Israelites were so focused on what they didn't have and not realizing that God wanted to teach them that food and water and things weren't what they needed. They were so focused on other things. They, they even one time said, oh, I wish I was back in Egypt eating all this food. Right now I just have this and this is all I have. They was complaining. But in Egypt, they didn't have this food. They didn't have these things. They were slaves. So what? Cause them to have this false imagination. The devil. The devil will make you have a false imagination about what your life could be. And honestly, he don't show you the end game. He didn't show me until I ran into a wall. And I realized that all this stuff that I'm into, it's not making me happy. I used to just run home to drink because I wanted to space out and just relax. Not space out, but just relax. I wanted to be somewhere else in my mind and not there. 
But now I run home to worship. I run home to pray. I run home to, to meditate. We talked about having peace. The only way to have peace is when we keep our mind on him and we get filled with his love. We get filled with his love. We have to understand that God loves us. We're going to read today's verse out of the NLT. If you have your Bible, real quick, if not, um, because like I said yesterday, I had a couple people, more than a couple, ask me to put stuff in King James. And um, I think I'm just going to do memory verses or throughout the thing, King James. But um, I want everyone to understand this verse real quick because this is our key verse i'm there it's just i keep flipping back and forth okay in the nlt it says yes he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna because the thing is that egypt the, the israelites thought oh because we, god had brought us out he's gonna do whatever we ask because we're the chosen people he's gonna, he's gonna do whatever we ask and he humbled them he humbled them by making them go hungry and feeding them manna a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone, whether we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. We can eat all day. I promise you, I eat breakfast, I eat lunch, I eat dinner. And sometime between there, before I eat breakfast, I'm hungry. Before I eat lunch, I'm hungry. Before I eat dinner, I'm hungry. I'm always, not always hungry, but I'm trying to make an example. I'm always hungry. We're at, we as people are hungry. But when we fill up on things of God, we never have to go hungry. Because it says here, whether we live by every word that comes from the mouth of God, we live by the word of God. We are spiritually fed by the word of God. We're not spiritually fed on buying everything in the world by binge watching Netflix, by going shopping, by buying a bigger house, a bigger car, those things won't feel you. They will feel you temporarily. I've said it on this podcast several times. I've had money, big guap loads of money in my pocket. The bet, a, a truck that I spent almost over $5,000, $6,000 on more. Best, to me, the best truck, the best vehicle anyone can have for me. But you know what? It didn't mean anything. Me having all that money, me having everything I wanted, didn't mean anything. But now, give me just a little bit. As long as I have my word, my Bible, as long as I have a spot in a corner where I can meditate on him, I'm satisfied. We have to learn to be content and be content in him. And when he fill us, be content with what he fill us with and be content with what he give us. Because some of us be looking and say, oh, God, I want you to bless me with this. I want you to bless me with that. And he's sitting there saying, I bless you with a house. I bless you with a car. Well, what more do you want? Well, I want more money. I want this. Can you be content? Can you be satisfied? Can you be content with what he filled your life with? Can you? So. Another part we want to look at, it says Matthew 4 and 4, same verses, references, verse, just in case everyone want to know. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus said it there. He confirmed what was said then to them. Because it's the same problem that's going on now. If he could speak now to this, to this world, the Holy Spirit is actually speaking today to us that 
we could think that we could live on these things, but we can't. But we live by every word that comes out of God. We live by his word. So how many of us are running on empty? How many of us stop at the filling station every morning? Meaning God, having a moment with God. How many of us stop by his filling station and get filled with him? How many of us enjoy his company? How many of us wait for him to come and talk to us? We sit quietly, we wait. A lot of us don't like that waiting process to hear his voice, to hear his will. We refuse to do it because it's too much. Because sometimes when we go to the field station, we have to wait. Sometimes we go to Walmart pickup, we have to wait. When we order things off of Amazon, we have to wait. But oh, oh no, what a shame if we have to wait on God. Oh no, he must be instant like popcorn. No, we sometimes going to have to be a, like a slow cooker and wait for him. My dad cooked this, this dinner. It's like a meat and gravy. He takes steak. He cut it up. He put it in the cooker. He cooks it all day. By the time um, we get off off work, we, we go home, we, 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 we get ready to eat. It's cooked. It's ready because it took its time and cooked. Sometimes God wants us to sit and wait for him to speak. Sometimes God is waiting for us to sit and wait for him to give us his will. But because we're so instant and we're so aggravated and we're seeking an instant answer that we ignore what he's trying to get us to do. Some of us are in our waiting season. Some of us are in our dry season. Some of us are in our prayerless season because we don't have our ducks in a row. We don't get up and meet him at the mount. We don't get up and pray and worship. We don't get up and connect with him. We just get up and go. And we say our quick prayers in the car. Oh, God, this is the only thing I have time for. God, thank you for this day. Uh, protect me. Uh, how am I? Uh, Boss, give me a promotion. Just like that. Uh, I'm pulled up. God, I have a blessed day. Uh, please cover me. Quick. But some of us, we get up in the morning. And we say, okay, God, I got my cup of coffee. Um, I'm waiting on you to, to tell me what you need me to tell me. I'm going to drink my cup of coffee. I'm going to wait on you. And I got my notebook like Prophetess Lou said. And we wait. And we know if we don't hear it right now, that's okay. So that evening we do the same thing and we wait for him. We have to start waiting on him to get filled by him. He wants to fill us, but are we willing to wait? Are we willing to listen? Let's look at some um, verse today. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. If you have your Bible, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. This is how I'm holding my Bible. I'm not getting there fast enough. There we go. Okay. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence. The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? NIV says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? This verse is saying what the Holy Spirit has said earlier. We need to learn to be content of what we have. His words, I would never leave you or forsake you. 
Some of us think that we're in this because we're in this dry season or because we're going through a season of waiting that he have left us. He's not. He's waiting for us to connect with him. He, he He's waiting for us to talk to him. He's waiting for us to submit our lives to him. But some of us won't. We feel like, okay, he wants to talk to me. God get my attention if he wants to talk. I've heard that before. And I'm like, no, no, he, he's not going to rush you like a linebacker. He's not. He's going to wait for you to come to him. Another part of the scripture says, so we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. The Lord is your helper. When you're going through these different seasons, you're going through these different moments, God will help you if you go to him and stop making every other person your lowercase God, your friends, your family, your coworkers, Bob and accounting. Stop. Because the only, excuse me, the only person that can help us is the Lord. We don't have to fear when we depend on the Lord. We don't have to worry about having false feels from other things when we rely on the Lord because he will help us. He will help fill us when we feel empty, when we feel lost, when we feel confused. He will take care of those things, but we must know that he will never leave us. And what can man do to us? Nothing without going through the Lord first. Amen. Let's look at Luke 29 and 30. Luke 12, 29 and 30. Okay, Luke 12, 29 and 30. And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. Luke 12, 29 through 30 and NIV says, And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the Lord seek, all the nations of the world seek after these things. And your father knows that you need them. It says right here, so don't be concerned about what you eat or what you drink. Don't worry about such things. Some of us are so worried about being filled and being, oh, I, I just need, I just need this little bit of peace. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go smoke this joint. I just need a little bit of peace. I'm gonna drink, have a shot when I get home. I just need this little bit of peace. So I'm just gonna watch TV. Oh, I just need a little bit of peace. So I'm gonna play the game all night. It says right here, it says, don't worry about such things. It says these things dominate your thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. It even dominates some of us as Christian believers. It dominates us because what we seem to forget, just because we carry the title doesn't mean we're doing the right thing. We need to start doing the right thing. Some of us be like, oh, my calling haven't started. God haven't led me to my calling. God haven't given me my anointing. But are you reading his word? How can you lead someone if you don't know what he's saying? If your thoughts are just as wicked or just as off balance as the world. How can you teach someone to go read their Bible and pray when you don't read your Bible and pray? You don't get filled by God. You're running on empty. We have to stop doing that. Okay? But it says here, for all the nations of the Lord seek after these things and your father knows what they need. God knows what we need. God knows what we need. When I first got saved, I was like, oh, I need a husband. I need a husband. I need a husband. He's like, no, you don't. You're not getting a husband right now. Just like that. He told me, you're not getting a husband right now. I was devastated because I, I wanted a husband. I wanted kids. I wanted all that. But he knew what I needed. And I needed more of him. I needed to know me. I needed to learn him. I needed to be filled with him. I needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
I need to get my ducks in order before I bring anyone to my craziness. <laughs> but no, I'm just playing. He he wanted me to wait. Sometime we'd be looking, oh, God, God just stops me from talking to this person, that person. He, he moved this person out of life because he's seen that this person is going to drain you of your anointing. He's seen that this person is going to block you from your calling. He's seen that this person is going to stop you from being who he called you to be. He knew it. So he knows exactly what we need. So we don't need to worry about marriage. We don't need to worry about dating. We don't need to worry about this or that or food or drinks and, and clothes and houses and cars because all those things he knows what we need. He's going to give it to us at the right time. So I'm going to stop right there. So what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today is that in order to stop running on E, on empty, we must seek him. Seek him with our whole heart and all these things will be added to us. Seek him first. Meditate on him. Spend time with him. And he will fill us with so much love, so much grace, so much peace. That our mind won't even think about this or think about that. Because we know when he gets ready to give it to us, it's going to be the perfect timing. Because he's a perfect God. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember, Jesus loves you. I love you too. Be blessed. Thank you.